0: I'm Andrew Johnson, and welcome back to another episode of Office Hours here on Film 101. It's been two weeks since our last episode, and I've crisscrossed the country in that span for a family vacation. That meant plenty of time for movies, albeit on a small screen in the vicinity of a tray table, and also plenty of time to pick up a cold. Apologies for the nasal nature this time around. We begin with The Marvels, which just debuted on Disney Plus after an underwhelming box opera office performance at the end of the last year. I'm of two minds about this film. The first one understands perfectly well why this didn't do well. In fact, it wonders what took so long for everyone else to figure out that Marvel Cinematic Universe films are formulaic and serve their own regeneration and progression more than they do complete stories. Once again, I was frustrated by the fact that I felt like I needed to watch a six-episode TV series, Miss Marvel, to fully understand the characters, even if Iman Vellani has charisma and spades. Brie Larson didn't look particularly interested in being present. The tireless Samuel L. Jackson did his usual thing. I've already forgotten much of what happened in the film, and I imagine in a year's time I'll remember nothing of it. The other mind had just enough with this, especially considering it was airline entertainment. The gag with the flurkins those are cats who are aliens that can swallow incredibly sized objects and spit them up later, was legitimately great. As with all things MCU, we could do worse, but we could also do so much better. Speaking of sci-fi that has its moments, The Creator is streaming now on Hulu. The 2023 release from Godzilla director Gareth Edwards plants you in a well-realized world where AI robots and humans are at war, and the humans are very clearly winning. John David Washington is the torn protagonist, trying to get back to his wife, but also at the mercy of the relentless human led military force, trying to eradicate the AI Edwards very clearly has a gift for the sort of world building. And while I found the creator to be aimless at times, I would also watch a sequel in a heartbeat from sequels to quasi prequels. The last voyage of the Demeter is now available on Paramount plus and Showtime. And it tells the story of the ill-fated crew that ported Count Dracula from Romania to English shores in a casket. Based on the captain's log and Bram Stoker's source material, this is a straightforward horror film on ship and is very much not worth your time. Perhaps it was my seat on the plane, but this has some of the worst lighting I have ever seen in a film. Keep in mind, most of it takes place at night. I might've been more scared if I could tell what the heck was actually going on. But as I couldn't, this wound up being a long couple of hours. It was a nice role for Corey Hawkins, though. The final 2023 release of this two-week window is Bottoms, which is streaming now on Amazon Prime. I don't really know what I was expecting. I guess a straightforward, raunchy, lesbian, teen sex comedy. Anyway, Bottoms is quite a bit more than that, mixing in jokes that would fit in that kind of movie with the kind of surrealism where the no-good football players wear their jerseys all day, every day at school. This is just a super funny film, and that's down to a great script as well as the charisma of co-leads Rachel Senat and Io Edibiri, I saw a couple of great comedies from 2023, this one and the Jennifer Lawrence vehicle No Hard Feelings, and I am begging Hollywood to put more of these in the theater. I'll go see them, honest. Speaking of distinctive films of the style I'd like to see in theaters, I finally got to 2022's The Menu, streaming now on Max, and 2021's Red Rocket, streaming now on Paramount+. Each feels very much of the Trump era in their own distinct ways. The menu is an indictment of the elite who wall themselves off from the rest of us, in this case on a literal private island, only to incur the wrath of the commoners who still like a good solid cheeseburger. I don't claim to speak for Tony Bourdain, but this felt like one of his signature rants bent toward the horror genre. And it's another great role for the peerless Ray Fiennes, who, as usual, takes a part and makes the notion of anyone else having it unimaginable. Red Rocket, meanwhile, seems to embody the id of the Trump movement itself, with directors Sean Baker and star Simon Rex teaming up to nail the core animating principle of that movement. Nothing is ever your fault, and you take way too much credit for the most basic, decent, responsible acts in which you engage. I'll be thinking a great deal about Red Rocket for years to come. As for the last few weeks, that will do it for this latest installment of Office Hours. I'll of course get to a few more films in the week ahead, but I also wanted to let you all know that my Best of 2023 list will be released on InRealDeep.com today, the same day as the release of this episode. Look out for that annual tradition, along with the corresponding podcast episode on InRealDeep with my erstwhile partner Steve Samino. We're excited to talk 2023 and look ahead to the Oscars in a few weeks. See you then.